Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back. We're in a series uh, about prayer. Paul, uh, as I've shared before, um, I've, I hate to use the word suffer because that means I'm a victim and I don't like that victim mentality, but I have had to deal with depression before in my life a lot. Uh, I've actually tried to commit suicide one time years ago. Um, and many other times I thought, you know, if I drove into that tree, I would be nobody's problem anymore. Wow. That's suffering. Oh, yeah. Well, because you didn't choose it on your own. No. And, and it, I'm a firm believer there is such thing as clinical depression where you need medicine because of, yeah. I would be dead without that. So I'm thankful. And there's probably the people listening to the show and watching it right now that completely identify with what you just said. Uh, yeah. And th- th- that's a funny thing because they may and they do. And I'm grateful for them to have that that sharing. But when you're in the middle of depression, it is one of the most amazing things about it. It is the loneliest feeling I've mm-hmm. ever had in my life. No one understands. I don't want them to, though. I don't want you to go through what I'm going through. But it's just an incredibly lonely feeling, including from him, from God. Yeah. And do you wonder where's God? In oh, this? absolutely. It's, it's, that's the, it's funny. This, that's that spiral. You know, I'm feeling alone. I'm depressed. Where are you, God? And then I don't get an answer and it gets worse and worse and worse. And as I, I, I have to re- reiterate, I'm alive because of him, because there have been times where I had nothing else nothing else, no reason to live whatsoever. As much as I had a loving wife and and children and all those things that you can look at on a list and say, what a great life he has. That's absolutely true. But when the mind is not working right, Right. when it literally physically or whatever you want to chemically is not clicking right, there's only one thing I was able to do. And that was to lean on him. And And did you know you were leaning on him? I mean, because no, sometimes I, I was mad at him. Yeah mad at him because why did you put me through this? The funny thing about it is <laughs> right now I've been the best I've ever been maybe in my life. Okay. And I, again, I give of course him credit completely, but the fact that he also used the gifts of scientists to come up with the Indeed. right medicines for me. What I'm leading to is the fact that there in that loneliness, there is a time in which you just have to face the fact, if I kill myself, who is going to care? And it really comes down to this. God will. Hmm. This thing he gave me called life is a gift. And like in my drinking days, which is another problem I had, sometimes I had to go minute by minute by minute. And sometimes I didn't pray. Hmm. But the Holy Spirit was praying for me. Hmm. I believe that. I, I believe that as sure as I'm sitting here, mm-hmm. that he was there. He was speaking for me. And I was able to go to bed that night and wake up the next day and start anew. I didn't feel any better the next day, but somehow I knew I was going to get out of this yes. because of him. You made it through. Yeah. 
We're talking about why don't I pray? And um, we all have reasons, some severe, some lazy, maybe, and everywhere in between. I mean, you were pretty severe, and that's completely understandable to be so in a cloud uh, of uh, emotional illness. How do you pray? Why don't I pray? Because I'm this. Or, you know, your relationship with your marriage is so bad. You don't feel like there's a lot of reasons why we don't pray. Mm -hmm. I think I think one of the important things right now, like you just did, is to name it. Um, I'm not praying well. And here's why. And again, it might just be laziness and I need to fight that. But if it is a mental illness, if it is depression, if it's um, I'm feeling so ill right now to know that those are real and then to work my way through it. So let me ask you this. How did you go from being mad at God to leaning on him. I mean, what did your prayer sound like? Okay, I understand sometimes it's the Holy Spirit just praying on your behalf. But when you brought yourself to the place, even in your depression, where you could say even the shortest of prayers, oh, what did, how did you get there and what did it sound like? And, and, and sometimes they were the shortest of prayers. And I'll tell you, what one I remember in particular, this may sound ridiculous, but I said, God help me. God help me. Jesus help me. Jesus help me. Mm-hmm. And I would do it over and over again. I had nothing else I could think of. It wasn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get any deeper into delving as to what was going on in my mind. I knew he knew, but I couldn't even express it. Yeah. So I just simply laid it out there in tears. Jesus help me. I remember that very clearly. What a beautiful and, prayer. And I don't know how many times I said it. It was it was almost turned into a chant. I didn't mean it to, but it just that's all I could come up with. Yes. And yes, it was the tough those were the toughest prayers I've ever had in my life. And maybe the most meaningful. I mean, when you when you say that, it sort of reminds me. Remember when when the apostle Peter went out on the boat because he was going to walk with on the water with Jesus, and immediately he looked at the water and began to fall through. Remember what he said, Lord, save me. I mean, that's all he said. That's all you can say sometimes. But part of part of our spiritual lives is to realize that's real prayer. Sometimes real prayer is long and or journal written or whatever, but sometimes it just starts with that. Lord, help me. By the way, I'm going to put a little asterisk here. If you are a believer and you're dealing with depression, don't fall into this idea that uh, you're not praying enough or it's, you know, it. everybody gets depressed, go, go on with it, live with it, or so on and so forth. No. There are great people, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm one of them, that have dealt with depression severely. Yes. Spurgeon was one of them. Yes. Spurgeon had bouts of depression that could win awards, if you wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost every Sunday when he was done with his sermon, he went into his room when, uh, with the lights off. He was depressed that he didn't do the message as clearly yeah. as he'd like. I understand. So if you're dealing with depression as a believer, don't feel guilty. Do you, but do something about it, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Tell your physician. Oh, absolutely. Tell your pastor. Tell your friend. There are people that can help you. You mentioned it. Modern medicine has some really, really good um, drugs yeah. that can help. Talk therapy can help. Don't stuff it. 
deal with it. And one of the ways to deal with it is to talk about it to people, but also to talk about it um, to your father, to your heavenly father. Uh, Let me just say real quickly, one more thing. Those prayers in which I'm saying, help me, Jesus, those have been the most humble moments of my entire life. Mm -hmm. There's no one in the middle. There's not my pride. There's not Satan. Satan's trying Mm -hmm. real hard, but it's just me and God. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Why don't we pray? Why don't you pray? Think about that just for a moment. Oftentimes there are circumstances beyond our control, like Mark just mentioned. Sometimes there are circumstances, whether they're beyond or not, but they're very real. Why don't I pray? I'm a physical human being. Prayer is a spiritual experience in my physicality. It's part of my makeup too, I think. I'm a getter done kind of guy. So are like that. I, we are. Yeah. And so I have the resources. I have the brains. Um, so sometimes I don't pray well. Why don't I pray? Because I think I can get it done. Sometimes I don't pray because I'm not humble enough Mm -hmm. because I'm just, uh, I'm too prideful. I don't need to pray. Um, I think it's, we said it before. I think it's really important to name it, to say it. I'm not a very good prayer. I don't pray because I can get it done. I don't pray because I don't think it works. I don't pray because I'm depressed. Name it, but because you're watching this show or listening to it, my sense is there is a desire to pray. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. How much do you think Satan has to do with all this? He didn't want us to pray, obviously. It's certainly a spiritual battle. It is indeed. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll lay the feet, the blame at his feet, but then there's a lot of blame to go around as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It is a spiritual battle. Um, I'm a fallen creature, so my own pride, my own sin gets in the way. Right. Um, so, yes, I think I think the enemy has a significant part of it. I think he trembles when believers pray. Uh, so all of that, I think, is part of it. I think it's a spiritual battle that often gets won by the dark side mm-hmm. when I don't pray. It's interesting because I've saw, thought about this before many times that it's uh, the battle is two against one it's me myself and satan against him of course he's a lot more powerful and he'll win in the end but you don't want to throw all the blame on him sometimes it's just your own fault but let me let me pick that up a little bit because you mentioned it before and i want to pick that up the holy spirit plays a significant part Mm -hmm. in your ability to pray so when you're in the throes of depression and you can't even talk about it. The Holy Spirit is interceding for you. The Holy Spirit is is the power of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I when I don't know what to pray, you know, conversational prayer, making up the words myself, that's a pretty 20th century invention. Hundreds of years ago, 
Christians didn't make up their own prayers. They they read the prayers that were written for them by the church fathers or by the scriptures. There's merit to that. I bring it up because if I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit inspired the scriptures. Mm -hmm. And some of the best ways to pray is to pray back the words of God back to God himself. And you say, what, what does that mean? Here's what it means. Take, for example, Psalm 23. Take Psalm 23, the Holy Spirit inspired it. Now begin reading it, but read it in a manner that is a prayer. So the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Let me pray that. Lord, I feel really lost right now. Please be a shepherd to me. I don't even know the next step I take. Please lead me in the ways I should go. Lord, lead me in such a way that all I need and all I want is you. I want security from my money, from my stuff, from my status, from my my ill, my ease of life. Lord, you be my shepherd so that I shall not want. Bring me to such a place. I am so tense right now that I can lie down in green pastures. I can be beside still waters. Help me know that you're restoring my soul. That's allowing the Holy Spirit to use his words so that my prayers are consistent. Because that's the way I know God hears my prayers. If they are consistent with his truth, God's hearing me and he'll say, Yes, indeed, I am your shepherd. I encourage you to try that. Pick your favorite psalm. If you're dealing with, let's say, with guilt, and can God really forgive me? Go take Psalm 51, and then follow it up with Psalm 50, uh, 32. 32, right? Yeah, you told me earlier. Those are David's psalms of confession mm -hmm. and forgiveness. Read them and pray them back to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit will use your, your own heart and your own words through the words of Psalm 51 and 32 to assure you of God's grace and of his forgiveness as you confess your sins to him through those two Psalms. It can be really powerful. It can be life-giving to you when you don't know how to pray. Uh, remember, those are Psalm 51 and 32. Yes. And, and if you want, start with Psalm 23, everybody's favorite. I don't do what you just said. And, and now I'm excited to try it because yes. it's funny. I was at a Bible study last night. We're going through the word and when, you know, we're re reading Romans. And when I read a sentence, it makes me think about that. Not just that sentence, but it may lead to another thought. Yes. So, and that's what prayer is. Yes. So you can go through the, the uh, scripture and find yep. a prayer right there. That's beautiful. So if you are, if you're struggling to pray, uh, there are all kinds of reasons. If you're in the scriptures, or maybe you're not in the scriptures, go back, start reading your Bible again, and use the words of scripture to prompt your praying. You said you guys were in Romans 1 yesterday. Right. There's a whole litany of how far the human race has gotten from their creator. I'll take one phrase. One of the phrases is, and they were not thankful. Mm -hmm. uh, after this litany of of pretty serious sins. We talked about some of them. The last thing he says is, and they were not thankful. Use that for prayer. Yeah. Lord, you've given me so much. When was the last time I thanked you? Lord, thank you. you you've talked about even beginning your prayers by saying, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. That's a really healthy discipline. You know, 
well, like I say, it's, it's relatively new. I'm so, so shocked that all those years I didn't do it. I, you know, I'd go, go into a prayer and immediately demand things. That's not Christian at all. Um, and the funny thing about doing what you're saying is you can find yourself talking for a long time about how wonderful, uh, not just how beautiful the life is that you see in front yes. of you, the, the trees are changing colors, or the, the, the relationship you have with your wife, yes. faults and all, or your children, or or work, or whatever it is. It's, 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 the minutia is amazing how you can just go off on a tangent mm-hmm. and be thankful for so many things. It there's a rewarding feeling in your heart. Then, as he said, uh, as he tells us to to pray, then maybe come to to him with things that that are concerning. Indeed. Why don't I pray? Because I'm not observant. I'm not thankful. I was driving the other day. Sue was in the car. We were on Martin Luther King Boulevard, if you know where that is in Cleveland. It takes you to University Circle right. from Route 90. It is a beautiful parkway. And so we're driving, um, and I drive fast. <laughs> and Susan, and the trees were gorgeous with all their color and the foliage and all that. Sue says, slow down. And it was because she wanted to enjoy God's creation right. and say, look at that. But too often, I'm going way too fast through life. I'm flying through the foliage and everything else that right. God has created. And so why am I not thankful? Because I'm not observant, because I'm going too fast, because I'm. it's all about me. Why don't I pray? There's a whole lot of reasons, and most of them are centered on me. Well, you know me, my almost lusting after the study of cars, I'm sorry to say it becomes too important to me. But at the same time, I think that 120 years ago, we didn't go anywhere without walking or or, or being on a horse. And so therefore, God was showing us his glory every step of the way. Now we blaze by it to try to find some way. We're all trying to find happiness in one way or another. We're going as fast as we can to do it. Stop for a moment. And that means in prayer, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, I, I shared that it's sometimes just a wonderful thing to shut up. Yeah, and listen. That's Be right. still and know that I'm God. That's right. I think one of the reasons why we don't pray is uh, we don't know how to be still anymore. No. We talk and we talk and we uh, talk. Being in radio, I did that a lot. And I'm in a conversation now, and if it stops, I finally have learned, don't be the one that starts it again. Let somebody else do it. Mm-hmm. it that dead air feeling is just a terrible thing. But I've learned to do that in prayer. It's just... He doesn't expect me to talk to him all no. the time. And again, like you said, sometimes in the silence, it is the Holy Spirit that is interceding for you. So as you're listening to us and maybe in the privacy of your car or maybe you're working out, you're feeling a little bit of conviction saying, yeah, I don't pray. And why don't I pray? I'm going to have your here's your assignment. Having listening to us, you've heard Mark talk a little bit even about his depression. There are reasons why we stop praying or why we don't pray. Think through that. Name it. Identify it. Why don't you pray? Why don't you pray better? Give that over to God. You heard Mark say, help me, God. Just say, help me. Help me pray better. Help me understand myself better. And know that you have a God that longs to hear the sound of your voice. And maybe you can start praying. Can I just say one last thing? It's a quote from Tim Keller, one of both of our favorite writers. He says this, which I think is really good. To fail to pray 
We've talked about excuses about why we don't pray. To fail to pray is not to merely break some religious rule. It is a failure to treat God as God. Ultimately, prayer is not about me. It's about God. And don't think for a minute that he does not care. I, that's another thing that I had to deal with during depression. He cares beyond my wildest imagination. He really loves hearing us talk. He really does. He really loves being with us. I, it sounds so silly, but I sometimes think about a little kid sitting on his dad's lap. Yes. And he's, dad's talking to him in, in very almost whispered tones, and he's quiet, and he's hugging him. That's, that's prayer. relationship with Jesus. With Give God. it a try. Thank you. Uh, more about prayer next time. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learn and grow, where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sartorelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.